Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we talk about the Hawks' dramatic 121-120 victory over the Toronto Raptors. After finding themselves down all as many as 15 points in the fourth quarter, the Hawks come all the way back and get a buzzer-beating shot from Tony Snell to get the win. Without further ado, let's get into it. What a game to start off the second half of the season for the Hawks. The Hawks got up by 19 in the first quarter, first half, and then they found themselves all the way down 15 in the fourth quarter with under six minutes to go. Just a wild game, huge swings. Basketball is a game of runs, and this really epitomized that. But it was just a wild game, and it was really, really encouraging to see the Hawks continue their streak of coming back in the fourth quarter. Um, Just the Hawks bookended this game with quarters of 37 points. They scored 37 in the first quarter. They scored 37 in the fourth quarter. Um, and those two quarters really powered the Hawks to this win. It was, you know, a couple different ways this game could have gone. Again, the Hawks were facing a Toronto Raptors team that did not have Pascal Siakam, no Fred Van Vliet, and no OG Ananobi. The Hawks themselves were missing DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Chris Dunn. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich had no time restrictions, so that was a big upgrade. But um, the Hawks went into Tampa, and it looked like in the first quarter they were just going to take care of a team that had been hit by the COVID contact tracing and really start the season off just taking care of business against Toronto. That 37-point first quarter was huge. Um, The Hawks looked great. They couldn't miss from three-point land, and it seemed like they were just going to be able to cruise to victory. But, of course, this Raptors team that has won a championship a couple years ago and still has a lot of the core of that team still together was able to fight back and really get into this game. And it culminated in just a dominating third-quarter performance from the Raptors where they scored 35 points to the 20 of the Hawks and were able to take a 10-point lead into the fourth quarter. Now, the fourth quarter was wild. Again, the Hawks had been up by as many as 19 points and then found themselves down 10 going into the quarter. Um, but they started off the quarter with a 7-0 run to get and get right back into the game. Of course, the Raptors countered with their own 8-0 run. Um, but again, the Hawks came back and uh, had a 12-0 run to make this a manageable game. But the final six minutes of this game was just incredible. It was a lot of back and forth. Um, the Raptors hitting a lot of big shots. Anytime the Hawks seemed to get close, it felt like the Raptors hit a big shot, whether it was a three from Stanley Johnson, who hit two threes with under two minutes to go to kind of press the lead up for the Raptors, or Kevin Herter, who had a really strong fourth quarter for the Hawks. Um, Kevin was had 12 points in the quarter. He was three of six from the field, two of five from three-point land, and got to the free throw line a couple times. Um, those 12 points were huge. He had a steal and a block. I thought Kevin Herter's defense on uh, Kyle Lowry was important in that fourth quarter. I think one thing the Raptors are going to look back on and be really frustrated about that fourth quarter where they gave up this big lead is some of the turnovers. Kyle Lowry in particular, as good as he is, and he finished the game with 12 assists, he had some just inexplicable turnovers in the fourth quarter. He tried to get it ahead to a couple of his teammates and passes that were just impossible. And Kevin uh, Kevin Herter had a nice steal where he just took it away from um, Kyle Lowry. The Hawks weren't always able to turn those 
turnovers into points, but the Hawks were able to get stops and then get scores on the other end and did it enough to be in contact in the last minute of the game. In the last minute of the game, the Hawks were down um, four points and uh, Norman Powell, who had a massive game, Norman Powell, who just continues to be a Hawks hater, finished the game with 33 points. He was 11 of 20 from the field, 6 of 10 from three-point land. It felt like he was just unconscious and couldn't miss. Um, and 5 of 7 from the free-throw line. His two misses came at the free-throw line with under a minute to go, and it would have pushed the uh, Toronto lead from 4 to 6, which is still just a two-possession game, but much more precarious. And he got to the free-throw line. He had a strong drive to the basket, but he had his foot out, and he kicks Clint Capella just right in the groin. And um, in the game, you could hear Clint Capella go, that was a kick, that was a kick. And on replay, he gets Clint Capella right in the groin with his foot. But Norman Powell, who is a 90% free throw shooter for the season, stepped up and missed two free throws right in a row. It was so stunning that kind of nobody in the lane got the rebound. Trey came in from the three-point line to get the rebound on that second missed free throw. Um, and the Hawks were able to come down and get just a wonderful drive from Trey Young. Trey gets Chris Boucher, who just has a ridiculous wingspan on him, gets all the way to the basket and just gets a layup off the high off the glass to go, and the Hawks are suddenly down two with 26, uh, 20, with about 30 seconds to go in the game. So Toronto still has the ball and is holding, trying to waste time up two. It's 118 to 120. And Toronto kind of just wastes some time, gets a shot up. Kyle Lowry gets a shot up at the elbow at the free throw line, misses it. Uh, the Hawks get their hand on the rebound, but they knock it out of bounds. And um, so the Raptors get the shot clock, goes back to 14 seconds. The Raptors get the ball, and they're going to be able to run it down to about 10 seconds to go in the game when they're going to have to shoot. I thought another um mistake by the Raptors was their inbounds play on that they decided to throw the ball all the way from the baseline underneath the Hawks basket all the way into the backcourt for them just to chase down the ball and get get it so they really start their play with about 10 seconds to go on the shot clock and it turns out to just be a scramble again Norman Powell gets to the basket but his challenge throws a pass to DeAndre Bembry who then is guarded by Clint Capella Bembry tries to get a shot up over Clint Capella, and it just hits the front of the rim, and the Hawks are able to secure the the, the basketball. Kevin Herter takes the ball, gets it over half court, and then the Hawks call a timeout. Um, I thought it was really clutch for Kevin Herter not only to secure that rebound, but also get the ball over half court. Uh, DeAndre Bembry did a good job of denying Trey Young, so Kevin couldn't get it to Trey Young, and Kevin Herter is a good enough ball handler where he just got it over half court. Um, Nate McMillan called a timeout, and the Hawks designed a play. There's second, seven seconds left. The Hawks had the ball advanced, and um, it was going to come down to this last play, and kind of improbably after being down as many as 15 in that fourth quarter, the Hawks are going to have a chance to win the game. Um, so they throw the ball in from out of bounds. They get it to Trey Young. Trey gets a screen from Danilo Gallinari, makes a drive to the left. Kind of all the Raptors collapse on Trey. Uh, Danilo's open on the three-point line at the top of the key. John Collins kind of fades to the left corner three-point line, and uh, Kevin Herter makes a slash to the bucket as Trey's driving on that left side of the 
a basket, and Kyle Lowry comes over to looks like to try to take a charge if uh, Trey Young goes for the lay-in to tie the game. What that means is it leaves uh, Tony Snell, who is in the right corner, wide open, unguarded, and he slides up to kind of the free-throw line extended at the three-point line. Trey takes his time. He fakes a pass to Danilo Gallinari that gets DeAndre Bembry to bite on it, get all the way away from Tony Snell. Trey takes another beat, another half second. I don't know how he timed it so well in his head. Throws the ball to Tony Snell, and Tony Snell just buckets. Drains the shot. Hawks win, 121-120. to 120. The Hawks storm the court, um, get a win. It was just it was really nice to see the Hawks come all the way back. And that's now three games in a row that they've had to come back in fourth quarters and get wins. Um, it is awesome they have that resiliency. Uh, there was a game earlier this season that Hawk, that Trey tried to get the ball to um, Tony Snell for the last shot, and he waited too long, and Tony didn't have time to get the shot off, and the Hawks lost. So it was really nice to see the patience on Trey uh, really pay off and get um, Tony the ball right with enough time to take the shot and then the shot clock expire or the clock expire as the ball's in the air um, and it was just a beautiful play as well again they got it to Trey all the attention was on Trey they got him going to the left side of the um, court and all the action was on that side they had a good three-point shooter in Danilo at the top of the key John who's an excellent three-pointer was in that corner and then Kevin Herter comes crashing in and kind of draws everything off that right side that leaves Tony Snell all by himself Tony Snell lifts from that corner, gets to that spot, and it's just wide open. Really nice lane for Trey to pass it to him and just drain the three and get a win. And just huge win for the Hawks to start off the second half of the season. Hawks had some really nice performances. Trey Young, you start with him. He had 37 points in 37 minutes. And before that fourth quarter, I would say that Trey had not really had a strong game. Um, he only shot 11 of 24 from the field. His uh, floater again didn't look as automatic as it's been in years past he was two of seven from three-point land one of those threes was a big three-pointer in the fourth quarter um, and 13 of 16 from the free throw line this game might not be as close if the Hawks had just hit their free throws like they normally do the Hawks are a really good free throw shooting team and they missed seven free throws in this game they were 28 of 35 from the free throw line Trey had five rebounds six assists he did have six turnovers but he also had one block and that block came in the fourth quarter against Norman Powell. Um, when Norman Powell drove, uh, Trey got his hand on the ball, knocked it out, and the Hawks were able to get it and turn uh, what would have been certain points for the Raptors into another possession. John Collins only played 28 minutes, but he had 13 points. He was 5 of 13 from the field, 0 of 4 from three-point land. It was good to see him get those shots up, and those will fall. He was 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He had eight rebounds. He did have five fouls. Again, his fouls kind of limit how much John Collins can play right now in two blocks. Um, the Hawks as a team had 13 blocks. A lot of that was John Collins. Of course, Clint Capella contributed to that with five blocks. But also, Aneka Okongwu had a nice little stint in the first half where he had uh, three blocks as well. Um, Clint Capella, he was nine points. He wasn't a really big factor scoring the ball, but he had 19 rebounds, seven of those off offensive, and really was just a huge defensive force for the Hawks. Again, um, the Raptors were doing a nice job of getting shots to fall and, and hitting some three-pointers. Um, and ultimately, the Raptors would shoot 17 of 37 for 46% from the three-point line. But Clint Capella was a huge 
uh, force in the middle of the paint on the defensive side of the ball for the Hawks. Kevin Herter finished the game with 19 points. Again, 12 of those were in the fourth quarter. 6 of 16 from the field. Had four rebounds and assists to steal and two blocks. I thought his defense on Kyle Lowry in the fourth quarter was huge. Him being aggressive and going to the basket is huge. Whenever uh, Kevin gets away from just jab-stepping and either just pulls the shot immediately on catching it or attacks the basket, he is so good. And he played just really strong for the Hawks in the fourth quarter for them to get this win. And then finally, Tony Snell. Snell had six points. He was 2 of 4 from the field, 2 of 3 from three-point land, had four rebounds, two assists, but that big game-winning three. And he's finally qualified. He, he has 65 attempts. And his 56% shooting on three-pointers this season is the highest amongst qualified players in the NBA. So he is shooting the ball the best um, of all NBA players who've qualified on three-pointers. And it's just great to see Trey Young surrounded by some three-point shot makers and him really trust Tony Snell. I mean, he was very, Trey was very deliberate getting to this spot, making that fake to Danilo Gallinari. And then Tony Snell had all the time in the world, it felt like, to hit that shot. So wonderful game from Tony Snell. The Hawks bench did all right. They were only outscored by two from Toronto's bench. It was 37 to 39. And almost all of uh, Toronto's bench scoring was one player, Chris Boucher, who continues to torch the Hawks. Um, But the Hawks got a solid performance from Danilo Gallinari, who had 20 points, 6 of 10 shooting, 4 of 8 from the uh, three-point land, and 4 of 4 from the free throw line. Uh, the Hawks got into the bonus early in the fourth quarter, and that was another very big factor for the Hawks getting back into this game. Bogdan Bogdanovich, again, did not have a minutes restriction, but he only played 16 minutes. He missed all of his shots. He was 0 of 6 and just couldn't get his shot to fall, but he did have four assists, and those four assists also match Rajon Rondo, who had four assists as well, um, was just 2 of 5 from the f- field from three-point land for six points. And then finally, Aneka Kongwu played 10 minutes and had two points to go with those three blocks. For the Raptors, again, Norman Powell was huge for them, those 33 points. Kyle Lowry had 17 points, only 5 of 17 from the field. He had 12 assists, but he had nine turnovers to go with those 12 assists. And then finally, Chris Boucher, just he's played two games against the Hawks this season. He has two 29-point performances. Um, he was 10 of 15 from the field, 2 of 4 from three-point land, uh, 9 rebounds, 2 blocks, um, just a monster in the middle for the Raptors and also a nice three-point shooter. Uh, his nickname is Swatter Boy um, because he gets a lot of blocks, But and he had two tonight, but it, it, it eludes me that why his nickname wouldn't be Trey Boucher because he can hit threes, and his wind-up to get that three going is just wild. I mean, this is a guy with over seven-foot wingspan who shoots the ball behind his head as he launches it, and it looks like a Trey Boucher out here. So Chris Boucher continues to torch the Hawks, but thankfully the Hawks were able to come back. Another fourth-quarter performance. That's now three in a row under Nate McMillan and uh, have a three-game winning streak. Really what they could not do in the first half of the season is put any wins together, and the Hawks have done that so far under Nate McMillan, which is great. Um, the Hawks now get a day off before coming home to Atlanta to play two games this weekend, and hopefully the Hawks continue to their strong play. Um, I think this game could have ended much, much worse. That 19-point lead was great. You know, the Hawks were balling out, but – 
you could kind of feel like, are the Hawks going to continue to build on this lead? Or are they going to let the Raptors get back into it? And the Raptors, to their credit, did a lot to junk up the game. Everything that was working in that first quarter, the Raptors adjusted to and slowed the Hawks down. And the Hawks, all the shots that had been open and falling, the Hawks had to get everything from the perimeter and it just wasn't working. But to go from 19 points up to down 15 points is just a huge swing. And had Tony Snell not hit that shot, I think we would have t- been talking about how brutal it was for the Hawks to play so effectively in the first half and really let a game that it was winnable get away from them. They didn't let that happen, and it was a awesome play at the end to get Tony Snell a big three to hit that. But, uh, you know, as encouraging as it is to see the Hawks come back and get these fourth-quarter comebacks, um, the next step for them is to – take hold of a game, be winning um, in the fourth quarter, and just hold on to that lead and defend that lead. But um, it was a ton of fun game, roller coaster of a game, highs and lows, and then that game winner. I mean, any time a team gets a game winner, a buzzer beater, that that's why you play basketball. I mean, that's why you play sports. It just There is no um, high higher than that. And it was just a ton of fun to watch the Hawks be so excited about the win. And to get a win over the Raptors, which is going to be huge come uh, tiebreaker time. But huge win from the Hawks, and we will be uh, reporting on their games, putting out podcasts for their games this weekend. But go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!